Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we work to keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name's Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder, coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. Also, mama to a 20-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. I am walking right beside you on the path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it really real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is a solo show, and I'm confident that what I share will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please, please pass the link around, snap a screenshot, post it on your socials, or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families around the globe. If you're feeling extra special, you can rate and review us over in Apple Podcasts. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to a solo show. How is everybody? How's it going out there? Parenting land. Thanksgiving was last week here in the States. Lots of family time. For me, probably for you too, my mom came up. We got to have a delicious meal with my husband's family. Aunt Darlene always delivers. Oh my gosh. Shout out to all of the caterers out there or people in their past life that were caterers that love to create holiday meals. It was so good. It's always so good. Even as much of the family was missing due to COVID. Yeah. COVID, freaking COVID is still a thing. So we missed some people, but it was a really fun day to all be together. Yeah. And recently, my daughter, you all know my daughter, she recently shared that her therapist thinks she needs to create more boundaries with us. Always fun to hear, right? 
And so this is just something that's alive for me and I wanted to share here on the pod. She can't really articulate what that means for her, but there's something there where I think she, as a young person who's moved out but still lives in the same town as her parents, is looking for ways to create a separation, I guess. Anyway, to respect this revelation, I've really tried to ease up on the texting. And if any of you listen to my podcast with Rowan during the summer, she brings this up. Like, you guys text me all the time. So I really have, or I did try to make an effort with that. And maybe I kind of try to follow her lead, right? And we do text throughout the day. But here she is again, kind of saying, I need some boundaries. And so I'm like, okay, all right. I'm going to let you be the first to reach out. And it's amazing how often throughout the day I want to text her, right? And I can feel that pulling back in her responding when we do text. It seriously feels like I have a crush on somebody that's just not that into me. (laughs) It's pretty freaking annoying. And it's interesting, right? It's interesting. I think that really it comes back to feeling out relationship in this period of time where we're both getting used to this idea that she's on her own, right? And again, she's not far away. She's just in town and we like her. We have a really solid, close family. And so, yeah, she gets to have her own life, right? We get to check ourselves. But you know what is killing me right now? I don't know about your social media feed. So my social media feed is a lot of people who talk about parenting teenagers and young adults. And have you seen that chart that's been going around that maps out how much time you get to have with your kids after they move out? Like there's the first 18 years and then they move out and the line like drops, right? It's depressing to look at. It's depressing to look at. Yeah. And again, this is where we're at, right? Like our relationship with our kids is going to be a lot more in this space outside of them living under our roof than this intense period of time where they are under our roof. And many of you that are listening to the podcast, you have a few years to go where you can see that transition ahead of you, or you might be kind of in that transition. Some of you might be like, yeah, bring it (laughs) because I'm done here. I get that too, right? Like I've seen things where people are like, you know, maybe teenage years are just a long process of hardship because it helps us with the transition of them leaving. Anyway, whatever. The transition itself is not overnight. It's something to navigate. And what I love about Rowan is her willingness to say what she needs, even when she can't be super clear or doesn't really know exactly what it is that she needs in this moment. She's definitely feeling this like needing more space. And yeah, I'm feeling that. And one thing I'm noticing that has been happening a lot lately is she just, you know, explores what it is that she wants to study because she is in school and she wants to live on her own, like alone in a studio. And She's recognizing that cost of living is, God, you guys, cost of living is a joke. For our kids that are trying to make a life for themselves, it is not okay. Cost of living is not okay. 
And anyway, she's inside of all of this. And I notice when she does reach out with things, I'm really quick right now. For whatever reason, I've kind of gotten in this routine of being really quick to offer my advice and tell her my opinion. And it's super annoying to her. It kills her. And I get it. She's in this amazing time where anything is possible, anywhere is possible, but also like recognizing, you know, how much school she's going to need to do to do this thing or how much money she's going to need to make to be able to, you know, be out on her own and live the lifestyle that she wants. All of these things are happening for her. And she has these moments where she just throws things out at me. And I respond with all of my thoughts and links <laughs> that she didn't actually ask for, right? And I know what it's like to share things, to throw something out there and to have a person tell you all the ways you should be thinking about someone or yada to just or how you should be thinking about something. I have a person in my life who does that and it's so irritating. And it's led me to, over time, not let that person in because I don't want to sit through all of their opinions on the matter. Because often their opinions leave me feeling a sense of disapproval, like they don't think I'm capable. Sometimes I'm like thinking to myself, do you think I'm a freaking idiot? I know what you're saying right now. Like, it's just this ick. It's this ick experience that has really tainted the relationship that I have with this person. And I do not want to recreate that dynamic with my kids. And I can see how there are little seedlings of it showing up. Personal growth, right? Here we are again in a conversation around personal growth and personal awareness, right? And self-awareness, which leads me to what I want to talk about today. So did you listen to my interview with Dr. Tasha Brown on Monday? Go back, listen to it. It's really great. We talked all about dysregulated kids and how to support them with coping strategies. We talked about kids with ADHD and ODD and just, you know, kids that are on the extreme end of the spectrum. Maybe they don't have a label, but so many of you reach out in the community, reach out directly to me, work with me, and there is this experience of your kids, you know, having this low distress tolerance and this high reactivity. That's a phrase that came out in the podcast on Monday. And so it's like living on eggshells or not being able to navigate it. And I get it, right? Like it's annoying how many parenting books I have that have so many pages are full of strategies and information about teens and tweens. And some of them I've read cover to cover and some of them not so much. Anyway, there's loads of information in these books on what to do around specific challenges, right? Some of it's useful, lots of it, however, doesn't take into account the nuances of the situation or the kiddo, the temperament of the kiddo, right? So you know, we read these books because we're searching for answers. We want the support. We want help. We want to know what to do. And then we're given all these tools and strategies and it's like, but what does this look like with my kid? And something that I find is missing in most parenting books is the work of how to navigate how we are feeling and experiencing the challenges we're facing with our kids. Because until we can 
move through that, we can't even get to the tools and strategies. We can't see a path forward. And it's like the parenting books assume that the reader, the parents, are in a regulated state of mind, right? That you can just switch into a place of calm. And for some of the challenges, yeah, if they aren't emotionally activating and you can keep your shit together. But what we talk about here, what shows up in our community, the real stuff with teens The idea that we won't be emotionally activated or it's just as simple as you need to stay calm. I mean, this is the real work, right? This is the real work. This is a foundational work. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.activeskinrepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. And when I teach my positive discipline classes, The first week, I share this visual called the house of positive discipline, like building the house of positive discipline. And I teach this as a metaphor to highlight that the very foundation of this environment that you want to create in your home, this vibe, this energy, the foundation of all of it is personal growth and development of the parent. 
right? I start out with that. I open the door with that. And another way to think about that is like to create an environment of mutual respect and belonging in your home, parents must start with their own personal growth and development. We have to focus inward. We have to, like there's no work around here. We have to do our work to build the relationship, right? Which lives on top, right? So it's the house of positive discipline, there's the foundation, and then built on top of personal growth and development are relationships, right? How we relate to each other, personal growth and development, foundational on top of that, how we relate to each other, right? And that's solid. On top of that, what are the systems and routines of the household, right? On top of that, in the moment tools. So we've got to build from the ground up, right? To build the relationship, the systems and routines, to use the in the moment tools in a way that is useful, we must do the work of learning and developing ourselves. You hear me talk about this all the time. This is the podcast. If we want to change the relationship we have with our teens, we have to start with ourselves. We have to take a big, honest look at how we are showing up in that relationship. Personal growth and development of the parent, of you, doing your work. What does it mean to do your work? Well, it is learning a few things about ourselves, right? It's about expanding our understanding of why we do the things we do. It's about being curious about the things that activate us and send us into dysregulation. If you're new to the podcast, you might be like, well, I know why I get activated because my kids are rude, because they're disrespectful, because they're, you know, experimenting with drugs, because they're risk-taking, because they're defiant, right? At the surface, yes, of course. Of course, those are things that activate us. But why, right? Because I know my kids get into a lot of stuff and I have clients whose kids are getting into some of the same stuff. You might have a friend whose kids are, you know, getting into mischief, the same mischief as your kids, but they don't seem quite as activated. They don't seem as emotionally activated, the parents, as you do. I mean, on one hand, there is like, la, 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 I'm just gonna stick my head in the sand and not deal with this. But on the other hand, there's the idea that we get activated by different things because we're different people with different conditioning. And so it serves us to drop in and figure out what is it about this behavior? What is it about this challenge that is hard for me to hold, right? And when we start to think about relationship, it's an emotional investment in someone, right? I mean, it's more than that, but there is a big emotional connection, especially when we're talking about parents and kids, right? And emotions are weird. They're intense. They're a lot, right? They're loaded. Most of us haven't really learned to be with tough emotions, right? The big ones like grief, sadness, fear, anger, helplessness, right? We can't be with our own emotions, most of us, And then we have these teenagers navigating these big emotions. It's so difficult to sit with, right? It's too much. Their anger, their deep sadness and grief, their worry and fear, right? It's too much. It's so hard. Of course, 
I get it. It's so hard. And yes, what happens when we can be with emotions? Like what if we could? What if we could sit with our emotions, all of them? What would happen when we give all emotions space to be, space to exist? What happens when we take the time to allow ourselves to feel our emotions, when we allow our kids to feel their emotions? What happens when we remember that emotions are temporary? And before I get deeper into this, the reason that I shifted into this conversation around emotions is because, you know, separation and distance and disconnection happens inside of relationships where dysregulation is really prevalent. And so my goal with this show is to really dissect and highlight and play with how we're experiencing dysregulation and how we can get better at knowing ourselves, right? Knowing what activates our dysregulation and how to be with it in a way that doesn't create more strain and strife in our relationships, right? So we're talking about emotions because that's really what regulation is all about, emotional regulation, right? So we're going to play a little bit with this. And if you're driving or walking and can't pause for a second and close your eyes, that's okay. Just roll with me. If you can, take a seat for a second or stand up. You don't have to sit down. And close your eyes if you can. If not, no big deal. And think about a current challenge that you're having with your kids, with one of your kids. All right. And we're just going to play here. We're just going to try something out. I want you to think about a current challenge that activates some emotion for you and notice the emotion that shows up, right? Are you feeling anxious or worried? Are you feeling some sadness or helplessness? Are you feeling angry, frustrated, irritated? Just be with it. Allow the emotion, name it, and give it space to exist. And now get curious. If this emotion had a texture, what would it be? What's the color of this emotion for you? If it had a taste or a smell, what would it be? All right, now we're going to move into something new. I want you to think about a time in your life as a child when you were overwhelmed by this emotion. Think back and remember being inside of fear or worry or grief or helplessness or anger and see yourself. Maybe you were a teenager, maybe you were younger and you experienced the same emotion that is coming up for you now in this challenge with your child. And I want you to imagine that you can embrace that inner child, that inner teen with the loving arms of acceptance. Visualize that. Tell that child it's okay for them to feel those feelings. Let them know that the feelings will pass, that they're going to be okay. 
and hold that child for as long as you need to, right? Be with them. Take some breaths and notice how you're feeling now. What is new or different for you? And what remains? Was it useful to be curious about the emotion? Was it useful to go back to your child self and explore and offer up some tenderness there? Maybe grab a piece of paper and anything that came up for you, write it down, right? So capture it, write it down, or even pause the podcast and turn on your you know, memo on your phone or a place where you can record and just speak your experience to capture it. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, I want to say I'm not a therapist, so I'm not going to pretend that I am. But there is something about being curious with ourselves and our feelings and thoughts that makes a difference in our present moment, right? Whatever exercise is useful to you is all that matters. But you're only going to find what is useful if you're willing to explore your internal experience. It isn't enough to think about exploring your internal experience. You have to do it, however that looks to you. Use a therapist, find a great self-help book, practice the exercises, get a coach, listen to podcasts, work to integrate what you learn, right? Because it is the consistent action that you take that makes the difference in how you respond to your life. Because what we know for sure 
is that parenting through the teen years is an emotionally activating experience. There is no getting around that. And we, well-meaning, loving, intentional parents, we really want to jump into the question of, yeah, but what should I do? Before we explore, how can I be? How can I be in this situation so as to influence the outcome in a more positive way? How can I be in this situation so that my child has space to be with what is real for them? How can I be in this situation so that I'm sending the message of love and acceptance for what is real right now? How can I be in this situation and leave my child feeling capable of moving through it? Our self-regulation matters so much. Our work of self-regulating is everything. And, you know, here's the other thing about the self-regulated brain. This is where we have room for perspective-taking, problem-solving, empathy, curiosity, right? When we're self-regulated, when we slow things down. And I think I said this last week about the sign I had in my classroom, check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) This is the work of parenting during the teen years, getting our shit together so that our kids can be messy because they are and it is right now. And we can hold the container. We can contain them in the messiness. And holding the container is about being aware of ourselves, right? It's about being aware of ourselves. And I think it's super important to let your kids in on your work. Let them in on it. Let them know that you're working to understand your emotional activations and that you're working to allow space for your emotions so that you can be better at being with their emotions, right? Because, oh my God, our tolerance, I'll speak for myself, okay? My tolerance for the emotional experience of my kids, I mean, there is a lot of room to grow there. It is very hard for me. I am a fixer. I have great ideas. I have so many opinions. I feel like I see the world clearly. And if everybody just followed my instructions, everybody would be living the good life, right? And that's not how the world works, right? That's a really good way, like I mentioned, of pushing my kids away is by leaning in there. Let your teens know that you'll be working on not jumping in to fix it or problem solve when either of you are activated but we'll be circling back when everybody's regulated to process and look for solutions. This is what I feel like sometimes gets messy, right? Like some of us have these highly emotional kiddos, right? And there's no problem solving when they are triggered. That is not the time to problem solve. They don't have access to the part of their brain that allows them to take bigger perspective or look for solutions. They just are in their amygdala. They're in their emotions. The most important thing is to regulate, right? Once everybody's regulated, that's when you get to say, okay, whoa, things got really intense. And it's important that we talk about, not about like how you cursed me out. That's what I'm talking about in this moment. But like, what was the challenge that came up right? And maybe the challenge is we got to figure out how to talk to each other so that we both feel heard and seen. What does that look like for you? 
we've got to learn how to step away when we recognize that we're too emotional to be having a conversation, right? We, and you get to include yourself in that because sometimes parents will say, well, my kid doesn't want to circle back and have a conversation. And my question then is, or my guess, my wonder is if those conversations feel like a place where they're being blamed or shamed for their behavior. And typically kids that are highly reactive are doing the best they can with the tools they have in the moment. And so there's also plenty of shame that already exists inside of them if that's been who they've been for a while, right? And so you saying like, hey, we need to talk about what happened. What they're hearing is we need to talk about how you just freaked out and their shame trigger sparks and it's survival to figure out how to avoid that conversation, right? So we get to slice it even thinner and say, I noticed it's really hard to have follow-up conversations after we've had a blowout. Tell me about that, right? Or I notice it's really hard to have conversations when, you know, there's been a mistake or you've gotten into trouble. Like pull the curtain back, you know? Pull the curtain back, slice it thinner, take a few steps back to get to the root of what's getting in the way of being able to communicate. But don't do that when everybody's emotional, right? Do that when people are regulated. And if there continues to be a wall up, my guess there is there's deep hurt and they don't trust that they can step into that conversation without feeling more hurt or shame. And so then that's a different conversation, right? You can make some guesses. Start off by making some guesses. I'm wondering if it's hard to talk about these things because you already feel kind of shitty about it, you know? So yeah, I shared about Rowan at the top of the show. My story there wasn't so much about dysregulation, but it's definitely one that is a story of lack of self-awareness in the moment, which I mean, that exists inside of dysregulation. So this story is one where I realize that I get to grow my awareness of myself and my reaction to her when she shares. I get to explore, I get to take her feedback of, I need boundaries. <laughs> and I get to explore, how am I responding to her? I get to heal that part of me that doesn't feel like it's enough from my own story, my own experience. I get to heal that part of me by responding to her in a way that sends the message that she is enough and by telling myself that I'm enough as her mom, right? And like I mentioned, I have a person in my life who responds with a lot of yada, you should just, you know, and it just leaves me feeling deflated and defeated and not like I want to be in relationship. It just leaves me feeling shitty about myself and like I'm not enough, right? And so I get to heal that in my relationship with Rowan. I get to catch myself when that pattern arises and I get to interrupt it and really send that message that she's enough by not sending a million links and all of my opinions, trusting that if she wants that, she'll ask for it. And in the process, our relationship gets to deepen, right? And the process of doing this work our relationships with our kids or whoever 
is the one that's emotionally activating us gets to deepen. The more we can go internal, right? So often we want to stay in the external. How can I fix this out here? And the work is really in the internal. So that's what I got for you today. I have so much to say on this, but I think that is enough for now. So like I mentioned, take some time, write out what you're sitting with after listening to today's show. If you're inspired, reach out, send me questions, or I'd love to hear your thoughts. Shoot me an email at casey at joyfulcourage.com or pop into my messages on social media. I love hearing from you. I love knowing what your takeaways are. And I love knowing when something isn't clear. And I love knowing where you want me to go deeper. So reach out, reach out. All the love, drink some water, take a walk, take care of yourself. Have a beautiful rest of your week. I'll see you Monday. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you so much to my Sproutable partners, Julieta and Alana, as well as Danielle and Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and helping it to sound so good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay better connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in on Monday for a brand new interview and I will be back solo with you next Thursday. Have a great day. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.